0: Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to the Money Hour and 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or on our YouTube channel. In addition, for information on my upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And
2: I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey
1: bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1 855 1150. Again, that's 1 855 400 1150 or online at themoneyar.com. And our lineup for today's show we have Ryan Dibble and Tim Cook of Fly Homes for Agents. Close more real estate deals faster using Fly Homes Cash. We also have Jeff Walker of Walker's Lockers. Don't get caught holding the bag. And if you are watching our Facebook premiere show, you, or you're watching our show on YouTube, I want to take this opportunity to introduce our energy, energy, -er. (laughs) energy. engineer that works
3: i've got energy that was
1: hard to say benny i'm an
3: energetic engineer sure let's go with that
1: (laughs) he actually he's the producer and engineer at hubbard radio benny uh also our director of marketing victoria we could not do it without them so i'd like to uh, thank both of you benny and victoria for everything that you do behind the scenes to make this show a success great information and great guests on studio today for more information on any topic discussed please call the show at 1-855-411-50 again that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com and we'll start out today show as we do each week with a little bit of money chat
0: money money
1: All right, Keelan, what do you have for our money chat for our listeners today?
2: Well, I'm going to continue my second series this week. You missed it last week, Tina, but I'm going to continue on and you can catch up on it. Um, uh, Just jump on the episode that we got online and check it out and I'll get you up to speed. But we were talking about uh, J.P. Morgan and the creation of the Fed, which if you remember from last week, J.P. Morgan stepped in on the brink of the New York Stock Exchange that was seized up due to the panic of 1907 and Wall Street turned to Morgan, a private banker to steer the country through the crisis, which was threatening to push the economy into depression. Morgan not only pledged large sums of his own money, but managed to solicit cash from large financial industrial institutions that had uh, and delivered directly to the loan post of the New York Stock Exchange to support brokers who were willing to extend credit. And by flooding the system with capital, Morgan was able to float the banks that in turn helped float businesses into the panicked past. However, by November, a new crisis uh, presented itself to the heavy borrowing of a large brokerage firm that used the stock of Tennessee Coal, Iron, and Railroad Company as collateral. Once again, mortgage stepped in and prevented the collapse of the Tennessee Coal, Iron, and Railroad Company. Um, stock price with an emergency takeover by Morgan's U.S. Steel Corporation. So go JP! He flooded the system with cash and saved the day for all of us. Uh, this crisis helped highlight the vulnerability of the independent treasury system, which was unable to inject enough liquidity back into the market. And the government was really uncomfortable with owing its economic survival to a single man, JP Morgan, a single private banker. And this forced the necessary legislation to create a central bank and the Federal Reserve. Ta-da. The Fed. Um, which leads us today, and this is kind of a cool little little uh, interlude here, the secret meeting at Jekyll Island and the quote-unquote first name club. So this sounds like some 007 stuff, which is really cool. So in late November of 1910, six men met in secret at the Jekyll Island Club off the coast of Georgia to devise a plan for reforming the nation's banking system. And the meeting was so secret that and none of the participants admitted their involvement until actually the 30s. And the plan actually did lay the foundation for the federation. Reg- uh, federal reserve system the group was led by senator nelson aldrich and included secretary arthur shelton henry davidson piat andrew who had been appointed assistant treasury secretary frank valderlip president of national city bank and the german board financier paul Warburg, who brought european banking experience to the group so a member of the exclusive jekyll island club most likely jp morgan arranged for the group to use the club facilities, and at the time the club was described as, as the richest, most exclusive, unaccessible club in the world, and the group was chosen for their expertise. But Aldrich feared that their ties to Wall Street would cast doubt on their moves, uh, motives, and threaten the, the chance for creation of the Federal Reserve. And so, thus, the great lengths were gone through to keep this meeting secret. And Aldrich concocted a fake duck hunting trip and instructed the men to arrive one at a time at a train terminal in New Jersey, where they could board his private train. And once aboard. The men were instructed to use only their first names to prevent anyone from learning their identities hence the name, the first name club. And after working days and days, it was like some 10 days on writing what could become the Aldrich plan. Aldrich presented it to the National Monetary Commission in January 1911 and a year later, the final report went to Congress with a few changes and their plan called for a single central bank with 15 branches across across the country. And each branch would be governed by a board of directors elected by the members of banks in each district with larger banks getting more votes. The branches would be responsible for holding the reserves of the member banks, issuing currency, discounting commercial paper, transferring balances between branches and check clearing and collection. And the National Bank would set discount rates for, for the system as a whole and buy and sell securities, essentially creating what we now call the Fed. And the Fed ensures smooth market functional uh, function through the injection of liquidity, just like JP Morgan Chase did. And as previously discussed, banks are required to hold reserves which allows them to simultaneously and smoothly promise that an individual can withdraw their cash on the demand and have the remainder lent to someone else. Only a small percentage of people who need their cash bank uh, cash back on any given day. Um, When depositors demand cash in excess of 10% reserves on hand, banks need to go to other banks to borrow money to fix the short-term cash crunch. If other banks don't have sufficient cash to lend, Those that do uh, will charge a higher rate for the federal reserve fund rate, which can disrupt the banking system. The Fed alleviates this problem by, by buying or lending against assets a bank is holding, like a mortgage, which is less liquid. This is known as the Fed injecting liquidity. The Fed becomes a buyer or lender to allow the banking system function smoothly. They post assets known as repos and collateral so that other banks can lend them money at the financial funds rate. Now, that's all I have for this week. That's kind of a fun story leading up to it, but we'll get into some of those details about some of this collateral and stuff next week.
1: Yeah, that was fun and educational at the same time. Nice job, Keelan. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Yesterday, the Fed's minute showed most participants judged it would be appropriate to start reducing purchases this year if the economy were to evolve broadly as they anticipated. They explained that the substantial, substantial further progress has been made on the price stability and it is close to being satisfied on maximum employment. Some pot tapering should occur in the coming months, while others believed early 2021. Now, keep in mind that the minutes are from the July 28th. Fed meeting before we got the new inflation data and the job report, which showed continued inflation and robust job growth. Some of the opinions have changed towards tapering sooner. We have seen some of the members supporting tapering since this meeting. Uh, The X factor that could be delaying tapering would be the development of the Delta variant impact. Now, initial job claims, which measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, were down nearly 30,000 to 348,000 last week which is a post-pandemic low. Continuing claims, which measures individuals who continue to receive benefits, was down almost 80,000 to 2.8 million. Extended benefits were down 221,000, while the emergency benefits were down 66,000. It appears that states removing the extra benefits is having an impact. Additionally, also, all those in states that have not yet removed them are likely starting to look for work ahead of the Labor Day expiration. 2.7 0.7 million individuals are still receiving benefits through all of their programs which is down 312,000 from the previous report. Now on the housing news, housing starts were down 7% in July which was the weakest level since April and well short of expectations. Single family starts which is a, is really most important for the industry were down 4.5% permits permits, which are a good forward-looking indicator, were up almost 3%, while single-family permits were down almost 2%, which is where we need them to be. Now, single-family homes authorized but not started were up 1% last month and 56% year over year and continue to climb, which shows that there are delays due to supplies bottlenecks. Higher cost and labor issues, the lack of starts and permits means that tight supply will likely continue, which will be supportive of home prices. The August NAHB Home Builder Confidence Index fell five points to 75. Current sales fell five points to 81. Sales expectations remained flat at 81 and traffic fell five points to 60. While this index has been declining, a reading over 50 signals ex- expansion and 75% is still a strong level. Now, late summer months and are historically a little bit slower due to the seasonality issues. Builders are also still dealing Dealing with elevated materials costs due to the supply and bottlenecks. While lumber prices have gone down, the other residential material costs have gone up 13% from the beginning of the year. Now, the NAHB's chief economist, Robert Diaz, said, that the, said the following, while the demographics and interest for home buying remain solid, higher cost of material access issued have resolved in the lower levels of home building and even put a hold on some of the homes sales. He also said that his expectations is that the production bottlenecks should ease over the next coming months, and the market should return to more normal conditions. The big takeaways here is that the media doesn't get it, that it is still very strong, while well, other media. The MBA reported that applications to purchases home decreased by almost 1% last week and are still 19% lower year-over-year basis. Now, this is impacted by the rise of cash buyers, who are, of course, not getting mortgage applications and account for a large part of the decline. Cash buyers last year made up 16% of purchases, while today they make up 23% of purchases. So factoring this into application on purchases, it would still be lower on a year-over-year basis, but only by 9%. Rents continue to rise. CoreLogic released their single-family rent index, showing that rents are up 7.5% year-over-year in June, which is the fastest increase since 2005. High prices, rentals, 125% or more of the medium rent went up 10%. Attached rentals were up 4.6%. Why detach most were more space were up 10.5%. And that is your money chat for the week. Coming up next in the money hour, Ryan Dibble and Tim Cook, a fly homes for agents. Close more real estate deals faster using Fly Homes Cash, right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk AM 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co host, Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: You are listening to The Money Hour and 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook Premiere, or our show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you to the amazing guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 Four hundred eleven fifty, or you can go online at themoneyhour.com again that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com and now on our show very excited to have Ryan Dibble and Tim Cook of Fly Homes for Agents close more real estate deals faster using Fly Homes Cash right here on 1150 AM at KKNW welcome Ryan and Tim
5: thank you for having us Tina
1: yeah, and a little bit about both uh, both of their backgrounds. We'll start out with Ryan, with a background in finance and economics with J.P. Morgan and Microsoft. He is a founding member of Fly Homes team. During his six years with the company, he built and led the Fly Homes mortgage business. In addition to helping the company grow in other capacities, including working as an agent with home buying clients, Fly Homes currently has more than five hundred employees, and Ryan is the chief off- operating officer. Founded in 2016, Fly Homes is on a mission to build the world's best home buying experience by simplifying the home buying process. Every client is given a dedicated Fly Homes agent along with a team of research analysts, loan officers, and tour agents all under one roof. This site forward approach combined with the Fly Homes cash offer and buy before you sell program helps clients buy fast and they back every Fly Home cash offer with a guarantee that says, will buy the home if the buyer has to back out for any reason. And a little bit about Tim. Uh, Tim has a long track record of growing companies through both direct and indirect sales channels. He is a three-time graduate of the University of Washington, most recently with the MBA a firm of the Foster School of Business. Tim is an avid outdoorsman with an odd habit of skiing in the Pacific Northwest at least one day every single month. Since the lifts are closed, that means he has to ski uphill and ski downhill. Now that's commitment. He is currently helping to scale the Fly Homes for Agents Partners program nationwide.
2: Well, we're gonna start out with you, Ryan, and uh, I would love to get a, for our audience who have yet to experience Fly Homes, give us a little quick overview if you wouldn't mind.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We started the company in uh, 2016, uh, shortly after uh, experiencing the real estate market for ourselves as first time home buyers uh and uh those of us who have been in the business for for a while can remember that that market was pretty hot and crazy and really really challenging uh to to win a home uh in my first home uh my the first time i ever made an offer uh was on a, a condo on capitol hill and there was 37 other offers uh back in 2013. so a lot of uh similarities to, to what we're seeing today uh, and all of us you know, went through that process and, and felt the frustrations of, you know, disconnected parties, you know, how to find an agent, how to find a mortgage company, not knowing what's going on and, and, and how to uh, how to act in the market uh, while being up against 37 other offers, which was uh, felt uh, overwhelming to say the least. Uh, and and so what we realized is there was just a really o- a big opportunity for us to really focus on home buyers and how to drive an amazing experience for them and it eventually became the company's mission to build the world's best home buying experience and we do that in a, a lot of different ways, from a, a team a team approach and uh, you know bringing things together uh, to, to simplify for the customer. And a couple of the things uh, that we've helped create is this concept of making every uh, every client a, a cash offer. Um, and one of the reasons why we're we're here today is that you know we've learned from our experiences in working with customers. Uh, directly and and have realized that these cash offers are awesome, and mm-hmm. we want to open them up to everybody. and uh, and so that's why we're uh, or or what we're we're focused on today.
1: yeah, and I'm sure uh, people that are listening have a uh, definite interest in uh, more. So how did you come up with the fly homes cash offer?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, as we were working with buyers and figuring out, You know, every single day, how do we simplify and make the process better and 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 help our clients, you know, make the strongest offer possible. We just kept finding that, you know, we would have the most qualified buyer, maybe they're, you know, 20% down or 15% down or 50% down. uh, And it's their dream home and they're certain that they're going to close on it. And, you know, we would go in and try to convince the seller and try to convince the listing agent. Uh, that our client is the best. And, uh, and then we would lose. And we're like, why did we lose? Why did we lose? Uh, And we would find out that we would lose to a cash offer. And sometimes that cash offer would be 3% or 5% less than what our client was willing to pay. And, you know, we're sitting there going like, that's crazy. Like, why would they take an offer that was so much less uh, and realize that it really just comes down to that seller being Extremely focused on the certainty of closing, and uh, and we you know simply said, hey, if we're certain that our buyer is going to close, like why don't we put our money where our mouth is and make this client guaranteed and 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 make sure that they're they're going to close and Fly Homes will step in and 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 buy the home, um, and you know that started to uh, come up with a you know an idea. Um, and it started to get really, really exciting and, and powerful that it's, a, it's an opportunity for those of us that aren't independently wealthy um, or have, you know, a family who can help, uh, you know, come in and, and, and buy a home for us and really democratize uh, cash offers. And, um, and so, you know, as we're, as we're progressing and, uh, and just learning more about, you know, how we can make this a, a better offer, you know, we figured out how to make a Fly Homes cash offer better than any other cash offer as well. And we do that by like, we guarantee it, we stand behind it. And if our client backs out for any reason, uh, Fly Homes will actually step into the contract and fulfill it for the seller. And so it is true certainty that the the contract that's signed uh, is the one that closes
2: um, 100% of the time. You know, and actually there's a lot of cash offers out there. I heard a statistic is a lot of equity in homes. There's some, over 20% of all offers are cash in this market right now. So, I mean, this is a, a good time to have cash to get out there and win a home. Uh, Tim, what do you uh, what do you think that listing agents, or how do you think they feel about uh, FlyHomes cash offers? Uh, they love it. They're our biggest
5: fans. In fact, some of them look forward to a FlyHomes cash offer when they are helping their clients uh, sell. And they oftentimes, once they've gone through the experience, now they coach their clients uh, that they should accept our cash offer. Um, there is a little bit of a learning curve for the um, listing agent. The first time they've heard of us and they've never seen a Fly Homes cash offer, uh, they're, you know, their, they, their interest is peaked. But it's actually those that have experienced us from the uh, listing agent side who led to the creation of the uh, Fly Homes for Agents program because they were such fans of it and they wanted to use it for their buy side clients.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Tim, definitely have a unique product that is giving a huge advantage in the marketplace. And, you know, then you're turning around and opening it up to this product to be used the third party uh, agent. What is the why behind your decision to uh, not just keep it for yourselves?
5: Yeah. Again, back to what Ryan said, the vision of the company is to make every offer a cash offer. And that only scales through a third party partner program like fly homes for agents. And it's actually the listing agents that kind of drove us toward that saying, Hey, this was so great on the listing side. I have some uh, purchasing clients. Can, can we use it for them? Uh, and so uh, that, that, there's more benefit making this available to the masses than keeping it to ourselves.
2: That's interesting, Tim. That's how I got about 90% of my agent partners being on the other side of a transaction. So it works well. Um, Can any agent participate in your programs?
5: In theory, yes. We're really targeting entire brokerages though. So we're, we're interested in talking to principal Uh, managing brokers and owners of offices, uh, but also smaller teams within a brokerage uh, can sign up. Individuals, we're going to have to do that case-by-case basis if they qualify.
1: So Ryan, uh, what else are you seeing from the agents reception so far?
4: Yeah, the agents that we are onboarding to the program where they're able to help make a cash offer for their client through Fly Homes, uh, they're loving it. Uh, you know, anyone who's a real, a real estate agent or even a home buyer knows that that process can be extremely long. Uh, you know, 12 months, tours, a bunch of lost offers. Um, and this will help, it, it is demonstrably helping uh, those agents close more deals, win them faster, have happier clients. Um, it's good for their business. It's, it's great for their clients. Um, and uh, helps them win, sometimes even at at not the highest cost.
1: Yeah. So I actually want to uh, go into a story, but I'm going to leave it here as we uh, uh, go to our commercial break and we'll be coming back. So coming up next on the Money Hour, we have continued conversation with Ryan Dibble and Tim Cook, Fly Homes for Agents, Close More Real Estate Deals, Faster, Using Fly Homes Cash, right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
3: So are you a real estate agent whose clients are frustrated by losing to cash offers? Do you want to help buyers win bidding wars? Fly Homes for Agents turns your qualified buyers into cash buyers. The team at Fly Homes has helped thousands of home buyers get homes they love by replacing traditional mortgaged offers with stronger Fly Homes cash offers. For the next 30 days, they're onboarding a select set of agents, be certified to offer all of their Fly Homes agents financial products to their clients. Every Fly Homes cash offer is backed with guaranteed funds, which means Fly Homes will buy the home if your buyer backs out. Their cash, your clients, zero fees for you. This is Tim Cook with Fly Homes for Agents. We are excited to share a new way
5: to help your clients become cash buyers. To get started, visit flyhomes.com forward slash agents. That's flyhomes.com forward
0: slash agents wondering what's on next on alternative talk 1150 check out 1150 kknw.com you're listening to the money hour with your host tina mitchell and co-host keelan harvey on alternative talk am 1150 now back to the show with local mortgage experts tina mitchell and keelan harvey
1: You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, The Saturday Show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook Premiere Show, or on our show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at one 855 400 1150 Again, that's one 855 400 1150 or online. On the MoneyHour.com, and now in studio, continued conversation with Ryan Dibble and Tim Cook. of Fly Homes for agents close more real estate deals faster using Fly Homes Cash right here on 11:50 a.m. at KKNW. So we kind of left um, before we went to commercial break uh, about the real estate agents and what they uh, what they think about the program. And Tim, I would love for you to share a real life story.
5: Yeah, great. Well, uh, Greg's a specialist in Issaquah, real estate broker, and his is typical of most agents who come to Fly Homes for agents. They're led by their buyer who is up late at night. They're searching for homes. We've all been there, I think. They're desperate. They're searching for solutions, and they stumble across uh, Fly Homes and our cash offer, and so they sign up. Well, part of our our first step of our activations is to ask, "Are you working with an existing agent?" If they answer yes, we route them to our partner program, um, and that's how Greg came to us. And uh, he won the deal with a cash offer for on behalf of his client, and his uh, principal managing broker out of his office heard about the incredible story there's more details to it but you know his jaw hit the floor he said we got to get these guys in the office and we onboarded them i think 2 weeks later the entire office
2: so obviously as an agent obviously the goal here i mean you have to go in and present your offer and you want your you want your offer to be and sometimes out of your control the pinnacle of the strongest offer is going to be cash Right. Uh, That's the, that's the creme of the creme. So, uh, you know, as an agent, obviously I'd want to get involved in that, but as every question that we have, what does it cost? Is the next question.
5: You're waiting for the catch, right? Yeah. Where's the catch? What's coming? You're going to have to wait (laughs) a little longer because as of today, I don't know what the catch is. Uh, It's free for agents to use. Wow. So if it's
1: free for agents to use, uh, right? How do you make money on it?
4: Yeah, the we we are a, a business, and of course we we do have to got to
1: make the, some money.
4: That's right. The spirit of the money hour. We got to we you you <laughs> have to know how you make money. Uh, is that there there are fees associated with the product um, uh, that help create convenience uh, for the customer, uh, and those are paid for by the buyer. Um, and you know those they're typically tied to the the size of uh, the transaction, um, and, uh, but, but very simple and, and upfront, um, there is a learning curve for customers to understand. And so we, we want to make it as, as easy as possible. Um, and that typically comes down to, there's a, like a, a, a daily fee that, uh, is the equivalent of like a, a little bit higher rent, uh, similar to their mortgage payment for being able to close a, on a much faster timeline yeah. um, and a, a convenience fee. And the, the great news is like that right now we're in the, the introductory phase of getting this out and, and started. And so we are completely waiving the convenience fee for customers. Wow.
2: Uh, and
4: so uh, at, at, at launch, which is where, where we're at now, um there are uh very little costs associated with the transaction.
1: Yeah, Tim, any uh anything to add?
4: Um
5: yeah, uh no, just the uh waving of the convenience fee. We missed an opportunity to say exclusive to the listeners of the money hour. Oh yes.
2: So.
1: Absolutely exclusive to the listeners of the money hour.
2: That's awesome. So at this point, I'm pretty sure there's a few listeners out there, maybe just a couple um, being a little sarcastic there that uh, may be interested in this. So what do they need to do? What's kind of the next steps, Tim?
5: Yeah, it's super easy. Again, Fly Homes for Agents is uh, you have to have an agent uh, to work with us. That's who we're targeting. Um, if, if, you know, if you're know if you a owner of a brokerage, we especially want to talk to you, but uh, individual agents can reach out to our email address. This is the moment I pause. Everybody's scrambling for their pen and paper or to type it out. For agents, that's F O R agents at flyhomes.com. And our website for this uh, specific program is flyhomes.com forward slash agents.
1: Wonderful. Uh, if you're. Oh, go ahead, Tim.
5: Oh, I was going to say, we'll typically start with just a discovery call and process, and then uh, it's easy to sign up.
1: Yeah. And if you're driving, please don't write it down. Just go to moneyr.com okay. as a regular listener. You know how to connect with us, and we know how to connect you with our guests.
5: Good disclosure.
1: Uh, yeah. Tim, <laughs> I know you are a homegrown Seattle-based company and have been a great customer based in the King in King County. Uh, what's ha- what other markets are you serving?
5: Yeah, you bet. Seattle's been hot for us. It's been a great place to experiment uh, with growth and everything. But we've expanded to the rest of the state of Washington. So anywhere in Washington, we're licensed and and can provide the the product and the support to agents. Um, But we're also down the West Coast into Oregon and California. Uh, Those are our primary markets. Just the other week, we opened in Colorado. So that's really exciting news. And now we're, uh, well, maybe by the time this show wraps, we'll be able to announce that we're in Texas, soon to come DC and Georgia.
2: Wow, well done. That's so awesome. Ryan and Tim, you're killing it. this is a three-parter for Ryan. So first question, Ryan, is how big, in your opinion, does an all-cash offer make when it comes to buying a home? And then are they only important in competitive housing market, like the market we're in right now can be pretty nuts. And then the third part of that is, can you give us some examples where you might have seen this come into play? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the, the first question, the, the cash offer really
4: helps in in two dimensions one is increasing the probability that the seller accepts your offer in a slow market if there's only one offer the seller doesn't have a lot of options right um and so the, your your probability is more on are they going to accept it or not but when you're looking in these these markets especially like Seattle is a perfect example uh, uh, where you know on average the average home uh, last had seven offers on it It's hard. It's hard to even like get in the conversation to be, be chosen. And what we see is that our customers win at a four times higher rate than the market. So that's 400% better, uh, odds that your offer is accepted. Uh, the second part is on cost and about 50% of the time, uh, our, our customers will win with a cash offer and not be the highest offer and that savings is often around uh, averages out to be about 3% of the deal. And so, you know, you look at an average an average uh, home value in, you know, King County or the greater Seattle area, you know, it's around $850,000 $900,000 and so that's $25,000 of savings uh, on the purchase price that it accrues to the buyer for, for using that offer. Uh, and when you, you know, send, say okay, well that's a really hot market. Well, how's it work in in uh, a balanced market, um, uh, or sorry, a, a, a buyer's market, we actually saw that happen uh, in the early days of COVID. If you remember, the jumbo market got very dislocated, people were pulling out and like, it was really hard. And uh, there, there was a, a lot of uncertainty. And when the uncertainty gets higher, the value goes much higher for the seller. Right, they now all of a sudden like, hey, are they going to close? Are they not going to close? And uh, it really drives the uh, the 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 percentage um, of uh, our offers being accepted, as well as uh, winning sometimes. And this is hard for people to remember, but like sometimes under list price. Uh, And uh, that's
1: hard. It's hard to remember, Ryan. It
4: is. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, and you know, what we see is like that, you know, it depends, the market depends on where the the value accrues to the, either the buyer or the seller in a hot market, it accrues to the buyer because they have to have it to be in the game. Uh, in, in a, in a buyer's market, it accrues to the seller because they have more fear and uncertainty. Um, we've yet to find an actual balanced market. I don't know if those actually exist, Um, but, uh, but when they do, we would expect that value to be share and it would continue to be a a really, really, uh, great option for
1: people. Yeah. And you know, every option there's the the right market that's going to benefit one side or the other for sure. So Ryan, some of our listeners may not understand how cash offers work. It's, it's not like the movies where they're literally going to have a briefcase filled with cash handcuffed to their wrist. So share how it works.
4: Yeah, I, I, I love that, uh, that visual, um, and uh, it might be an idea for a, a future billboard or a, a TV commercial for us. Um, our, our finance, our CFO actually brought up the idea of like, what if we brought a briefcase of cash? I had to explain to him that cash is actually not something that escrow will accept as a form of payment, um, even though it would look really, really cool um and so yeah it it really uh works very similar to a normal transaction the the customer is you know pre-qualified for our program we can close the transaction in nine or ten days uh the the funds are all just wired to to escrow uh in a really simple process and uh you know depending upon the terms of the contract
2: the the homes theirs in nine or ten days i mean nine or ten days seems pretty quick so question for you what about appraisals how are those done uh tim You bet. Uh, Good point.
5: It's one of the uh, number one questions. Uh, During the cash offer phase, uh, we just do a pre-offer analysis on the property. Uh, We've gotten very good at this and very comfortable with our um, methodology. That speeds the transaction up and keeps us at a low risk option.
1: So Ryan, what about if the seller isn't ready to close in 10 days?
4: Yeah, it's uh, it. It actually happens uh, quite a bit. It's like, oh, I, how do I get all my stuff out of here? Uh, so all the closing date is always, you know, just part of the the negotiation that um, that the the agents will work out um, between their clients. Uh, and the the nine or ten days is is just the fastest uh, that we see sellers actually being excited about. Um, and you know, the the parties are are, are welcome to you know negotiate. Uh, between themselves with whatever whatever is the best option for them
2: yeah i mean last year my close from app to uh to close was 20 days which is absurd in a normal time of lender you guys are doing it in 10 that's super absurd i mean so i imagine that comes up a lot people are just like whoa you guys are too fast um so fha loans and va loans how does that work explain Do you guys partake in any of that or
4: uh, yeah so that is one of those opportunities that uh that we have not yet solved uh as as you guys know in the with the the mortgage expertise there's uh you know different types of appraisals there's seasoning requirements and a lot more uh rules around those types of of loans and so uh, we have not yet figured out the, the, the nuance to, to make it happen for uh, folks leveraging those types of products, but uh, it is certainly uh, in the lab getting work done.
1: That is awesome. Well, what a a great product, Um, you know, not being uh, being able to do all of the financing. uh, What you have is pretty amazing. And there's not a lot of VA and FHA, at least in our local market here that really can get their offers accepted, uh, because it's just so competitive. So thank you for both of you uh, for coming in and sharing about the company. It's definitely something amazing uh, that you're offering to uh, benefit buyers, sellers and agents. So thank you.
5: Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, coming up next in the Money Hour, don't get caught holding the bag. We have Jeff Walker of Walker's Lockers right here at on 1150 AM KKNW.
3: So have you ever attended a large event, stood in line with hundreds or even thousands of other people, then getting turned away because your purse, bag, or even backpack isn't allowed in the stadium or arena? What can you do to keep your belongings safe and still make it to the game or concert on time? This scenario has played out too many times. And so finally, someone has decided to do something about it. Jeff Walker started Walker's Lockers to meet the needs you're looking for. Since its inception, Walker's Lockers works with teams, venues, and event producers to provide a friendly, secure system to hold onto your items and keep them safe and secure during the event, so you can enjoy watching your favorite team, concert, or show. From the pros to college, dozens of venues and even event producers, have trusted Walker's Lockers as their official bag check service. Walker's Lockers. Check in your personal items. Check out with personal service. Walker's Lockers.
0: Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co host, Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to the show, Jeff.
6: Hi, everybody.
1: Yeah, you're listening to The Money Art, 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, on our show, on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on uh, our events, please go to TinaMitchellEvents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: And it is a great day to talk about money. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money so that we can help you in today's economy. Uh, I said hi to Jeff before I actually uh, started out the uh, next segment of our show. So now in studio we have Jeff Walker of Walker's Lockers. Don't get caught holding the bag right here on at 11:50 a.m. KKNW. So again, Jeff, uh, I'll say welcome at the appropriate and the right time. Thank you for coming in.
6: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, I was just uh, cracking up over here on my own with the uh, Jeff Walker uh, of Walker Lockers. (laughs) I just love it. It's got a, what was that?
6: You can thank my wife for that.
1: I love it. It's got a great span. I'm going to say it one more time. Jeff Walker of Walker's Lockers. Very excited to have you here, Jeff. And a little bit about Jeff. Uh, has had a long and winding career spanning way too many industries, uh, jobs and interests are from sports and entertainment, being a professional mascot, that sounds fun, and working with athletes and celebrities to tech marketing, sport television, and events, to resales, retail sales, restaurants manual labor, and even Disneyland. Jeff has dipped his toe in many, many things. Currently, he owns Walker's Lockers and is a broker for, uh, with, uh, market space Setherby's. Uh, married for 31 years, a father of three adult children with their own spouses, Jeff has landed an entrepreneurship so that he can manage some level of control of his time and energy. And while life throws many curveballs, he's managed to shy away from some, lean into others and get hit square in the face with others still. What's next? A story uh, still to be written, I am sure.
2: I love this and don't get caught holding the bag. I'm excited to see where we're gonna go here because this could go anywhere. Um, so tell us about uh, you a little bit, Jeff.
6: Yeah, so um, I uh, I went to Washington State University, go Cougs. And, um, I was in the sport management program and communications and, uh, right out of school, I took a job with Seattle supersonics and I just, I had fallen in love with working in sports and entertainment and events. And so I did that. And then I went and spent some time at the, uh, San Francisco 49ers where I was their mascot for five years during the Joe Montana days. And, um, and then I ended up back here in the Seattle area after our first uh, child was born and, uh, Worked for Microsoft, T-Mobile, Real Networks, um, and a couple other companies. And then spent a little time as the uh, VP of Marketing with Root Sports, which was Fox Sports at the time. And I actually created and launched the brand of Root Sports. Um, I was hired to make that change, whatever it was, and, and came up with that name with a team of people and uh, the whole uh, launch around that. So Root Sports, which still exist with the Mariners and others, uh, was sort of my sports television world and lots of other things. I've, I've had a very interesting, I think, career. Um, and I sometimes wonder if I, you know, why I, I've tried so many different things, but I just, I just love uh, opportunity and going after them.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're listening to radio and podcast, you can't see Jeff and no, he is not as old as you might think with all of the different things that he has dabbled into. So Jeff, how did you get here?
6: So um, so Walkers Lockers, um, I, I started in 2016, um, much like the guys from Fly Home. And uh, I was working on the Copa America soccer tournament at, um, at CenturyLink Field at the time. And uh, I had to hire a company to handle what was the bag check service. And um, if the, for those of you that don't know what, the, what a bag check service is, if you go to these stadiums where there are concerts, uh, sporting events, that sort of thing, Uh, Most of these venues now have, for security reasons, uh, these clear bag or no bag policies. And um, as I was working at this event, um, I had to hire somebody to to do the bag check stuff. And I wasn't overly impressed by their style and customer service and and operation. That I thought, well, shoot, with my background in sports and entertainment uh, and events, I could probably do this. So I talked with my partners at the Sounders. Um, who were working with us on that other event, and they were the first client that I ended up with to provide a bag check, which is very much like a coat check service uh, outside of their games. Um, I have since uh, picked up clients all, you know, in about four or five different states, and we currently provide our service for the uh, Seahawks, Sounders, University of Washington, uh, USC, Stanford, and the Minnesota Vikings, along with a handful of other events. Um, in fact, we're going to be today, Saturday the 21st, we're going to be at the Seahawks preseason game tonight so come check out our truck
2: in the parking lot that is so cool you're famous Jeff I don't care what you say you have the coolest like all your jobs that you've done are awesome I'm a big soccer fan too i played semi-pro myself played since okay. I was three so uh this is all super cool to me uh so tell us more about what Walker Lockers actually is I'm sure that that's the, the question that I've been dying to ask in detail here
6: yeah so when, uh, when you go to the game and you have a bag or a purse or you go to an event and they say, sorry, you can't take that in because our policy doesn't allow that, um, you have a couple of options. You can take it back to your car, but if you don't have a car, where are you gonna go with it? Um, some people stuff them in, in tree wells or underneath vehicles or whatever. Um, other people uh, throw their stuff away. Um, but the better option really is to, if you can't get rid of something uh, in your car, uh, or maybe you've taken transit for example um, but you want to keep your purse safe and your items safe you would check it in with us and we're like I say we're like a coat check service and we have a, a strong track record we've checked about 130,000 bags since we started at over 500 events and we still have had no claims or losses so we have a, a nice process we put a lot of emphasis on customer service and we want to make sure that people feel really good about leaving their stuff with us for the three or four hours that they're at the that they're at the event
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm definitely not walking back to my car because I'm sure it's going to be a long walk when you're at a sports event, for sure. Uh, Jeff, how do you differentiate yourself?
6: Well, a couple of things. Uh, We partner directly with the teams and venues. You might see some, uh, what I'll call sort of rogue or third party people out there checking bags, but we partner directly with the teams and the venues. Uh, We are fully insured with liability, uh, terrorism insurance, and what's called Bailey's insurance, which is a... um, basically the same kind of insurance a dry cleaner or a jeweler would have while they're holding onto your stuff. So we're fully, uh, fully insured. Um, We're always there and we're always accessible and um, can always be reached. My phone number is on every single communication that goes out on every banner and everything. And I take this very seriously. I want to make sure that people are taken care of um, when they leave their stuff with
2: us. Why do teams have these policies in place? I know I've been stuck in this position and frustrated. I'm uh, We're packed up, ready to go. And then somebody's got to head back or throw something away, get rid of something. It's frustrating. You want to get in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty simple. You know,
6: um, unfortunately, we have, there have been uh, incidents around the world and nobody wants to be a part of an incident that is going to hurt people. And so it's really all about safety and security. Some people think it's, oh, they don't want to see me bring liquor in or, whatever. It has nothing to do with food or liquor or anything like that. It's literally the um, just trying to keep people safe. And, and the best way they can do that is to minimize the stuff that people bring into the games. And then we're out there to help support folks if that's the case.
1: Yeah, and, and we actually we have a, a lot more time. I thought, wow, that went yeah, really. Yeah, I,
2: I, that was my <laughs> fault. I actually that was the last segment that I caught up on, and I was like, you know, we're running long here. I mean, we're, we're, we're running <laughs> out of time here. But I was I like, lied. what happened? We We've got minutes. our
1: a little behind the scenes. Uh, as You're <laughs> listening to our our fun is here. Our engineer gives us our uh, times and how much we have left. But you know, running on Zoom platform sometimes managing everything can be uh, be all kinds of fun. So. Um, Let's talk about the team venues and putting it in a place just to take your, you know, your money or to detect food and alcohol. Um, so because the, the safety, uh, I have no issue with the safety and actually I'm really excited about the safety and then being able to actually have a place that my belongings can be safe is, I mean, it's an amazing service.
6: Yeah. Yeah, no, the people actually seek us out now. They, I get calls every week. I just got one yesterday. Hey, are you going to be at the Seahawks game this weekend? And he we said, absolutely. Tell them where we are. The people come from the airport. They're leaving their uh, suitcases so they can go straight to the game. Uh, or maybe they've checked out of their hotel on Sunday morning and want to go to the airport right after the game. So we we try and provide um, service to anybody and everybody that needs it. Some A lot of people have pocket knives they carry with them, pocket knives. And uh, they can't take those into the game, of course. So we'll hold on to them. Uh, we don't take firearms, it's the only thing we don't take, but we've got taken everything from wagons to umbrellas to purses, backpacks, suitcases, uh, scooters, uh, bicycle helmets, motorcycle helmets, we've taken kind of everything.
2: Jeff, this is genius. I just want you to know that. Like, this is seriously genius. I mean, I'm a big sports guy. All of my friends, you don't do this on purpose a lot. And I can't tell you, and and great companies always are from like problems. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've been to a game where it's like, oh man, because it's like somebody's got something, they didn't think about it. And usually you're like the third person in line before you really put two cents together where you're like, oh, wait a second, this isn't going to work. And now you have to have a solution. And that's a great solution to just go check your stuff in you don't have to go all the way back to the car everybody can go everybody's happy you are a genius but um i'd love to get your perspective on what you uh what you love about what you do specifically now
6: well there's a couple of things one is like you said we're solving a problem um i get to participate in uh something with an industry that i've really enjoyed working in and around for many years so sports and entertainment um, while we're not inside the event, oftentimes we can hear stuff that's going on. Or you know, I have partners that are uh, working with these teams and venues, so I get to you know still interact with those folks, uh, which I love to do. But also, um, I love um, providing work for people. I mean, that's one thing that we do. A lot of young people have worked for us, and we've developed people as leaders um, to manage manage money and manage teams and manage customer service and, and solve problems and and that's one thing I always like to do is, is you know, obviously the benefit of having people work on my team is great, but it's also great for them, young people in particular that are uh, want to be around sports and entertainment, they can sort of dip their toe in it and, and see what they like and don't like and then, you know, move on. We don't ask a lot of our employees other than to be, you know, be honest, be on time uh, and yeah. loyal when they're there, um, but, you uh, but they do a great job for us. And uh, we've hired, gosh, pre-pandemic, I had 180 people on my payroll doing it in five states. So it was pretty great.
1: That is awesome. So Jeff, we have less than a minute left in the show. I would love you an opportunity to be able to uh, wrap up our conversation with you if something interests to the uh, listeners.
6: Well, um, yeah, what I'd say is uh, a couple things. Like I said, I love, I love putting people to work. So if you know people that want to work with us at Walker's Lockers, just go to walkerslockers.com and take a look at, um, you know, how to reach us there. Um, if you are interested in using our service, please reach out to us or come by and see us. Uh, and if you happen to work at a venue or with a team or even a corporate event, we've done stuff for Microsoft, Adobe, YouTube, and others, where uh, we can provide this service uh, for more of a, a Less less of a security thing and more of a convenience thing. Um, if you have some event that goes from say a, a conference to a party and people don't want to carry their stuff around, so we're we're here for you. We're growing this thing. We don't know where it's going to go, but so far it's been around for five years and uh, we're going strong. We're coming back uh, with uh, post pandemic, and you'll see us all over the place.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, you make you make the two year past the two year mark, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you again for coming in and sharing uh, your company and your service with uh, our listeners. Thank you. This is your host Tina Mitchell.
2: And your co-host Keelan Harvey.
1: We are your local experts, and we got to sign off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We look forward to talking more money with you next weekend, right here at 11:50 a.m. KKNW.